0: And welcome into the Celtics Life podcast. And as Boston trails three to one to the Milwaukee Bucks after two rough home performances, it's with some mercy that today we discuss the end of the eighteen nineteen Celtics. Yes, the Celtics still have one more loss to live through, but as former Celtics Life contributor Michael Dyer tweeted last night, "Never has a third loss felt quite as much like a fourth as it did on Monday night." Kyrie Irving has largely dragged the Seas out of the second round with just horrendous shooting, helped by a lifeless second unit that in its entirety has been outscored by Pat Connaughton in the last two games. So cue the funeral dirges, get out your finest black attire, because today we bury the 2018-2019 Celtics for good. We'll start with a quick shout-out to Danny Ainge and wishing him a swift recovery after a heart attack after Game 1. And also, uh, our condolences to the, the family of John Havlicek, who passed away last week. Um, but, Mark, how you doing, man?
1: Not, nothing like piling on the grim stuff right there. Yeah, Jeez. just got to open yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So no, no,
0: no. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: no, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, after game one, we were feeling, uh, I mean, really high after, you know, walking into Milwaukee and, and running them off the floor there and and like we've had like the three like worst losses of the year in a row like it felt like every one of those games was absolutely horrible yeah uh every game was right close at the half right uh, either uh, up or down a couple points yep. yeah, yeah i, I mean it so. was it was and then i mean every single game in this series has sucked it, whether, whether for us or for them you mm-hmm. know what i mean like game 1 like they got totally railroaded and then the other three games were they they have been like awful games. Like we haven't even had one close game, like not even like a game. Like if we had lost last night and it was like a, you know, it was a hard fought battle and, you know, lose by a couple of points at the end. But I mean, like that is just miserable to watch mm-hmm. what we had to endure yesterday. And yeah. the, for the
0: past two games, at least. Yeah. I think, I think game three, theoretically, we came back to, to make it close at the end, but it, it felt right. It, it but it yeah. wasn't really as close as that no. score indicated. No, it wasn't right. at all. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And so it's, um, you're right. It's been just a really painful, just dragging through these four games for whichever fan base it is, uh, to the point where I'm sure a lot of fans turned off on uh, Friday night after just a horrendous fourth quarter, even worse third quarter. Um, it's been it's been tough, and uh, I, I think a lot of us last night, whether it's in our, our group chat or just you know among anybody that's a Celtics fan was just so devastated after that that loss last night on Monday night so uh where do you where are you at as far as just this summer uh where the Celtics are concerned what we should be doing if there's a chance at maybe surging back in this series down 3-1 now
1: so I mean sure of course there's a chance uh but I, I don't see it happening. I, I mean, even if we somehow won this next game, there's, I just don't see any way that we're going to win three in a row uh, with the just inconsist, like, inconsistent, like, just lackluster play that we've seen. I mean, um, so, I, so I'm, I'm, cl- I'm moving right on to <laughs> the offseason because if, if, if they won these next three games, it would be a complete, complete shock to me. Um, I, we were talking about this a little bit last night. Uh, obviously we were getting frustrated with Kyrie like shooting us out of the game last night um, and then his post game, you, know, yes, you know, who cares? No, that's, and
0: uh, I, I, the fact that he is sitting here and he goes, Oh, I should have, I should have gone have shot 30 for 30. Like, you know, I got to uh, keep shooting. Yeah. No, 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 you don't. No, if no, you, no. If you were shooting this team out of the playoffs. Yeah. Don't feel like you need to be doing more of it. Like it, look for other, look for the hot hand. Marcus yeah, Morris it, was shooting so much better. Than mm-hmm. really anybody else this entire game and most right. of the series. And then right. Kyrie is like, now nah, I've been have my two worst games. I need to keep shooting. That's yes. that's the solution, apparently, is that he just right. needs to keep playing better or trying it, to play better.
1: It's like the Kobe mentality when the Lakers were terrible, like, you know, before they got like back into uh um like a championship, you know, th- those years between Shaq and Paul Gasol, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, where and he just you know you know when he has it and he's it's, he's electric, it's great. but when you don't have it and, and here's here's what I think is a, a big problem with this team is the identity beyond like the head of the dragon. like obviously Kyrie is the most talented player on the team, right And then there's Al Horford who's kind of like the engine that makes things go. Uh, the guy in the middle does a, pretty much everything well. you know he'll he'll drop 20 here and there, but generally he just kind of does what needs to be done each night, right? There's no like, like Jason Tatum, I guess, was supposed to be like the second banana and kind of never really, we never felt that way this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had some electric games, um, but nobody really stepped in to be like, like, okay, Kyrie's having an off night. Like it, it would always just be a hodgepodge of, of who's shooting well tonight. And I think when you get to the playoffs, that becomes a problem because there's really no identity beyond that.
0: Yeah, I mean, even with the bench, you know, Indiana, there was some, a lot of guys were contributing Tatum specifically contributing Hayward was contributing and you could count, you know, you could rely on a bunch of different guys to score in the Indiana series, which is why we were able to come out with a lot of hard fought wins. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't been the case. I mean, in in the intro, I said that Pat can has Pat can however the hell you say it. Yeah, Yeah. He's, uh, he's outscored the bench who's tallied a total of like 19 points over the last two games the entirety of the bench
1: that's absurd i mean and granted as as much as we're like piling on kyrie here like i mean what how does that even happen and i guess part of the reason is you know we're missing smart so everyone kind of like you know that puts you know the starting lineup is different Mm -hmm. but i mean for gordon hayward to just be a complete non-factor i mean he looked he would like after that great finish to the season that he had that last like month Mm -hmm. and then we're like oh wow wow we might really have something here we have like a Gordon's playing, like, you know, he's starting to look like Gordon Hayward. And he's just, like, non-existent. Like, yeah. I mean, I never, never thought he was asserting himself at all. I, I like, I don't know, man. I I, I just, it was very strange.
0: Yeah. I, I thought game three was going to be a guaranteed win. Yeah, me all too. The, all the but, Havelcheck stuff. I, I thought right. that there, there fired was up. no way. Yeah, I thought there was no way that after game two loss that felt so bad. That we'd come out as flat as we did, and I think we started off game three well, and we mm-hmm. took an early lead, and then just from really,
1: because the third six quarter left like in the it first, collapsed. it started mm-hmm.
0: to feel a little bit, a little bit more even. Yeah, and yeah, third quarter on just awful. Like,
1: like awful we haven't bad. even, we haven't even seen them like in a like five point game like with under a minute to go. Like like we haven't even seen like this whole series like any kind of adversity in that regard the adversity that we faced is like we've had a run like a jam down our throat in the third quarter and not responded like yeah. that's that's the biggest adversity that we And faced. That's,
0: that's been the story of this entire season is like right. for whatever reason this team gives up a 20 point run mm-hmm. every game and if we can survive that run we win the game and right if we can't it gets even uglier as yeah. we start getting just like you know trade a basket for two every single mm-hmm. time And so it it just that's been the story of this season. And it's been so hard to watch this entire year. I said on I think the last podcast that I was on of just there there it hasn't been fun this entire season. No. And it's it's just been from opening day, from the start of the the season with a win against the Sixers, it's just kind of felt I I don't know how to describe it, but it just is it's been so corporate almost it feels like the New York Yankees it feels like it's like you know we we should be winning games because we're this story just because we we should be winning and we're not and it's it's boring and it's it's not fun I I just don't
1: think this team has any identity at all like in terms of of what they are which is the craziest thing for Brad Stevens who's always had that scrappy like all of our teams that we've had with Mm -hmm. him always had that fight and always had that scrap and you know, when when we had Isaiah Thomas, and how many times did we come back in the late in the games? You know, and yeah. part, in part because of him, but also in part because everyone else plays hard. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: I uh, think I think it's the identity of the leader. I think that mm-hmm. Kyrie asserted himself as the leader of this team, and and that was a guy who'd been given everything that he's always had. You know, he'd always he didn't particularly to earn his spot on an NBA roster or earn his spot as the number one pick because he just has always had it handed to him, and he's been so ungodly talented, mm-hmm. and that's great. But it, with that comes just this kind of, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but Isaiah had to fight for everything. And so the identity of those Isaiah teams was that right. he fought his way, and he scrapped and did everything. And so in the fourth quarter, he had to earn the win. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Kyrie and the identity of this team is that, like, no, we deserve it.
1: You know, we right. deserve
0: it because we're better. And when suddenly you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter, like the Celtics had been with Isaiah against the Rockets, or you know, in those games that, that were just these huge comebacks, it, there just wasn't a way to come back. It's like, no, I'm not, I've never been in a situation before. I'm not used to having to make these comebacks. I'm not used to having to, to fight back. And I think that's that's the mentality of, of our leader this past season, of Kyrie. And it's just a situation that we're so unfamiliar with of not fighting. And this series has really epitomized that. Because there hasn't been any fight. You know, from either side. You know, in Game 1, the Bucks didn't fight back. In Games 2, 3, and 4, the Celtics just kind of rolled over in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I know there's a lot of skepticism about whether or not this team is better with or without Kyrie. I am on the side of that it's better without Kyrie. And I think a lot of fans are turning that direction. I know it's it's easier to say when he's lost us three straight games, but I just I, I don't like I don't like what he's made this team to be, and I, it hasn't been fun the entire year. And I don't know where that fun went, and if it's something we can recuperate next season, with or without it. I don't know, but I want it back.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, and I totally get that. And and my thinking is, I'm kind of indifferent to whether Kyrie's here next year or not. Now, for uh, I don't want to see this team next year. Like, I, we need some kind of wholesale changes. Whether that's Kyrie's gone and they build around the young guys, or make the trade, get Anthony Davis, or someone of that caliber. Um, because he can't be the only, like, top banana. Like, he can't be... The, he needs a guy along, and whether Gordon—I I mean, I can't— I think
0: that Gordon's going to be better next season. I
1: do. I do, too. But I, I, I don't want to go into next season with this same roster and banking on that. Well, you
0: we're going to lose some guys, right? Like We're going to lose Rozier, right? Rozier so, and Morris. And so I think just the yep. fact that it was just this kind of huge logjam of, of guys at every position— and but I even that, we'd still be log jammed, though I feel like with, so. I mean Morris yes, would be, like certainly. Hayward will get the start, right? You know we'll work with the young guys in the starting lineup mm-hmm. and and Hayward will get some legit run alongside those guys. and that, that's a good lineup. you know that I like that lineup. and I, I think that you know if we can start counting on those guys all performing and there's not going to be the negativity that I think Morris can sometimes bring when mm-hmm. we're not playing well. I think there's a better chance next season with with less of the logjam. I mean, maybe a healthy Baines all season will make a difference, giving a defensive identity. And I I don't know. I mean, Horford's got an opt-out if he wants it. I don't want him to opt-out, but maybe he opts out to give us more cap space. Right. I'm not sure. There's a lot of different possibilities, but, you know, it's... it's, um, I I think the, the future, whether or not we keep Kyrie or not is a little brighter in that we have more possibilities for lineup fluctuation Mm -hmm. and and lineup versatility uh where we didn't quite have that this season for whatever I mean like Jalen Brown should have been starting from like December on right and it was so strange that he wasn't you know because like I mean I, I really liked Marcus Smart in the starting lineup but you know maybe we find a way to put Jalen in there now that, that Morris is gone and we keep Hayward off the bench. I, I don't know. I don't know. Especially
1: do. since Smart was so effective in that six-man role. Like, yep. y- you know, it's something he embraced and was totally fine with. And, you know, I, I feel like they should have got back to that as the year went on. I know they tried to mix things up in the middle of the year when things were not going well, uh, but I don't think that that necessarily made the the all difference. I mean, we were still playing Smart in crunch time when we needed him for those mm-hmm. Game-winning plays and stuff like that. Like I, like I really think that they certainly have missed him this series, and wh- whether that would have made a difference, I don't know. But he certainly changes the attitude of the guys when he's on the floor. Yeah. And last night he played, but when, that we didn't really see. We, he played like 15 minutes. I mean, he shot terrible, which he's been able to do before and still impact the game positively. But he, he was, you know, he was not quite himself last night. We didn't. He didn't make any big plays where it's like, oh yeah, that's Marcus Smart out there.
0: Yeah, Um, he's kind of non-existent.
1: I know they were poking fun at him after the game. Yeah, but here's a guy that came back from, you know, being off from oblique injury out for a couple of weeks. I don't you can't chalk that up as like he was supposed to come back and be 30 minute Marcus Smart last night. So, um, you know, it's I do think, though, that without him there, this whole series like that scrap like he's one of those guys that could change one of those runs you know, causing a turnover or or drawing a charge and and changing the momentum. And when you're missing that, you know, and then those runs just go on. It's it's mm-hmm. we didn't really have that staple guy to go in there and and stop it. You know, where he's kind of like that stopper.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I that Giannis thing after the game was really, I was pretty upset about that. Uh, yeah, because I mean, he knows Marcus Smart and he knows the role exactly. he plays. He's been beaten by Marcus Smart, right? He like right. I I that attitude really especially the fact that he's rushed back from this oblique injury, like Giannis of all people should be reset. Like that was, that was really,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, that rubbed me the wrong way. And so, right. You know, I just, I hate these guys, man. The bucks dude, fuck (laughs) them, man. I I really do. Like I just dude, They suck. Oh my God. Yeah. Not, not, not the most likable team. And I I granted that they're
1: playing against us. So obviously we're not going to be fans of the other team, but I mean, really, it's hard to say, like who's the like who's the. There's no like catalyst like for, I don't know. I mean, I guess some people probably like Giannis because he's kind of a goofy guy yeah. most of the time. But from like what we see in this series, like not, you know, I don't it's know. just
0: been, I, I don't know. The fact that he like snarls every time that he has a <laughs> stupid and one, <laughs>
1: yeah. That, that's yeah. just
0: like I, I think every single Celtics fan has a seared into their – Like if they've watched any of these last three games, especially last night where those those and ones a lot of times felt a little generous mm-hmm. and he's snarling afterwards like he's like oh, I it." yeah you. i mean let's go you know, and i'm like, like, oh, the, like dude, the, but when you, the man.
1: whistle blows when you're like he'll do like a crazy spin move like split two guys he's up it's it's a layup from there marcus morris like bumps him in the back while he's going for that layup and it's like you know he still just lays it in and it's as if it was some kind of uh you know the play was phenomenal, but don't act like you made that through the foul from yeah. some touch that happened like after you were ready to put the ball in, anyways. I mean that's that's dumb on our part, but still, um, you know it's it's.
0: I don't know. Yeah, he's. Yeah, it, I'm not 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 happy with him, and especially that that Marcus thing really pissed me off even more. The, uh, yeah. the smart thing afterwards. So yeah, I, I think that that's. Do you do you start or will do you play smart in game five? Do you. Or just say, like, you know what, we got to cut our losses and let him recover. Because if he does take a charge from Giannis, he could really aggravate that injury more. Yeah, like, I mean... and have I, some I, more severe repercussions.
1: I, I think um, that's, you know, at this point, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to know, you know, but obviously I don't know any of the medical shit when it comes to that stuff. But, like, to me, I don't know that it's worth it. And not to mention that if he's going to play like he played yesterday... Like we, you can't have Marcus Smart at like you know sixty percent, yeah, because of the way that he plays. Um, you know, I, I don't, I just don't see as that as being effective. You need him, you know, to be close to a hundred percent because of the effort that he puts in. I mean, he, this is a guy that would you know blow that oblique out because you know without even thinking about it, just yeah. to, to die for a ball or something. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like he's a guy who can just spot up shoot and like alter his game he just he, you know he needs to do those kind of scrappy things and if he can't or he's like hampered in doing them then it's you know he's loses way more effectiveness than than most guys do i think
0: yeah and maybe that's that's a decision that happens mid-game maybe he's maybe you bring him in right, and yeah. for the game and, and you yeah. say like all right yeah here's an opportunity for us to put in smart like right he's, he's definitely not playing the 30 some minutes that we get in the regular season for him but we say right. like all right you know what they're starting to go on a run here in the third Marcus, Can we throw him we need in you right, we yeah. need you right now and, and yeah. then you put him in and that yeah. that's that's gonna be up to to brad stevens mm-hmm. and i mean he's got to be taking some accountability for this too because there were some just bad decisions coaching decisions in game four
1: yeah and- uh, brad has really been <laughs> i mean he's been stuffed in a locker by budden holzer this this whole series
0: it's it's been i think last night there was a, a lineup of uh, he threw Kyrie back in who was wildly ineffective in the third or fourth quarter i think uh even Rogier was playing slightly better than than what at least defensively and and right. kind of trying to facilitate an offense yeah. more than than Kyrie was and i understand you want your most talented players on the floor but that seemed like a a poor decision um you know, giving Hayward the, the time that he had when he was clearly not playing that well, it was it was tough to to see a lot of the decisions that were made. Um, and, I don't know, this season hasn't felt like a Brad Stevens season, and especially this series hasn't either. Um, you know, like Milwaukee made huge adjustments from game one to, the, to game two, and that's that's shown. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics could have made probably some adjustments from game two to game three, and it doesn't seem like they really have. I, like I, I don't know what what the move is. Do you just go power move and just start all the bench guys? Do you, do you what do you do to kind of fix the situation? I mean, he needs to retake control of the locker room, It feels like he doesn't necessarily have. At least maybe I'm maybe I'm over exaggerating.
1: I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know that he's lost a lot locker room, but I, I think it's just like we were saying before. Like, I, I don't, I don't think there is like a, um, a plan, like an effective. It's just the identity thing, and it's just now that now that the lineups changed a little bit, right? Guys are playing in different roles. Now they're thrown into whatever it is here, and it, it, it's just been drive and dish and shoot a three. Like, that's been the offense, right? Yeah. And, like, look at this. So, after that abysmal officiated game three, right? Uh, where I, I, Giannis shot more free throws than our entire team. We actually shot more free throws than the Bucs in this game, right? 30 versus their 25. Mm-hmm. Th- would you, like, have guessed that? Because I, I wouldn't have. I'm just looking at the box score now.
0: Well, I know I know that there was a lot of. They were doing of, well a lot early. Of yeah, I mean, I know that a Middleton line. and. Giannis were both in foul trouble, right? Uh, so that that doesn't entirely surprise me, but it, they did, yeah, because that's that's where Kyrie got most of his points was from the line,
1: right? And and they did a good job of attacking in the first first half at least, because Giannis picked up that fourth foul like five minutes, not even it was like eight minutes to go in the third quarter yep. when he picked up that fourth foul, and. Um, and then it became—so then the Bucks went on that run, and then it just became, oh my God, we got to get back into this. We have to keep launching up threes. Yeah. I mean— And then look, there was that, uh, that
0: one possession where Smart was grabbing—I think you had two or three offensive rebounds. Yeah. And we kept kicking it out and taking yeah. another three and missed all of them.
1: Right. Uh, look, at, look at the bench. The bench shooting from the outside. One for 12. <laughs> one for 12. And <laughs> yeah. they took a total of 17 shots. So— of those 17 shots, 12 of them were threes and they only hit one. I mean that's ridiculous. I that's 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 crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um and that you know, you're right, that that's not something you think of as a, how much we got to the line. But you know, I mean it, the the mentality has to change and it has to be just let's attack. The fact that Giannis and Middleton were on the bench for a lot of the third quarter, because of that foul trouble, how you're not attacking, and and just taking advantage of their two best right. players sitting. It, it, right. The fact that, that that score stayed or the the deficit stayed relatively similar is, is really alarming. Well, they, that's when they made the deficit, right? Then isn't that when they stretched it to ten points? I don't. Th- I think that was when they came back in, but you could okay. be right. No, I I think they
1: made the run. The, the initial run, I, we did make a run and get. Somewhat closer, and then they stretched it out even further. But um, they they stretched it to double digits while those guys
0: were on the bench. Yeah, after the Rogier blocked three, which like, is just oh, who came ridiculous, down, threw it down on the other end.
1: That yeah, was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> but here, so here we got to talk ourselves back into winning. All right, so listen, <laughs> listen. Just, just <laughs> I, now I, that I, we're now that we're out there, we you both gotta
0: convince you know, me of how we can win these. So,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Kyrie's due for a forty spot, right?
0: She was due in Game Three. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I'm well aware of when he was due. Okay, it's so like when he that he's overdue, right? <laughs> so, so it, no, but listen. In, in all honesty, though, had, had we won, taking care of business and won that game last night, it's two two, right? So you're feeling much better. I mean, we we held off doing this podcast because we assumed after Game One and we won big, we were like, okay, let's we'll wait till after Game Four. It's probably going to be two two, you know, or we'll be up big. I never would have thought we would have lost three games in a row after how well we played in that, that game. Um, so then after we lost the next two, it was like, okay, figure the game on Monday, we'll do the podcast on Tuesday. It'll be 2-2. We'll have a new series, three games, you know. And then they dropped this turd on us. Um, but you're you're right. Like, Kyrie's overdue. Um, I, that like, But as bad as things are, I could see us winning the next game, right? And then we'd be in the same position – had we won last night and then lost the game on the road, you know, it three uh, two series going back to Boston. I just can't. I can't see us winning three in a row of the no. way we've played. No, and, I, I don't you know. Either. I could that's see us getting back I into the series.
0: As dark as it was, is because yeah, yeah. To me, we're, just, we're burying this team. This team is. is yeah. Is, well, because the, even if they win better, this yeah. next game,
1: which is which I think is entirely plausible. Yeah, but, uh, we could have won any of these
0: games. We exactly. should They games, can't
1: shoot. Like you know, you got to figure at some point some of these threes start falling, right?
0: Um, yeah, I mean the thing is we're shooting like twenty percent from the floor. Right. You know, I mean, yes, they're, they're should, <laughs> at some right. point, right. But the thing is, like, so last night, last night we were talking, and, and I was I was ragging on Luis because he kept saying that Kyrie looks like he's given up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and this was in like the second quarter. I was like, no, he he hasn't. You know, if, yep. if he really had given up, he he wouldn't be driving. All he'd be doing is just shooting just shooting bad shots and he wouldn't Mm -hmm. care. He'd wait till the shot clock's done. Like he, no, he hasn't given up. But then, you know, he he did, (laughs) then then he did, (laughs) then then he did give up. And I have to throw credit back to Luis for that. But then he did give up. And then he, you know, he leaves the the court early, walks to the locker room early before the buzzer sounds. And then all of his answers last night were, it was, you know, why'd you you leave early? Because you know, the game was over. Yeah. And, uh, he's asked like, Oh, I don't remember what his second answer was, but his third answer, they were like, you still have confidence in this team. He goes, unwavering. And I'm like, that's such bullshit, dude. Yeah. Like, that's not right. true. Like, you're you're No, it's, of course it's he not. Is, he, is <laughs> he is. He is done. He is. He's, he's checked yeah. out now. I've, I've accepted. I, and, it.
1: and and I think now more than ever that he's gone. I, I had been holding off the naysayers all this time. Um, I think if an opportunity arises, I don't think he's just going to leave just to leave. But if there's an opportunity where it's a Kevin Durant or whoever going to New York and he has the opportunity to tag along, I think he will. I yeah. don't think he'll leave just to go to New York just to go there uh It would only be if he felt like you know that they if if they maybe if they can make a Davis trade and him and Davis go there or if he get if they get Durant, maybe they get all three of them. but I don't think he goes there just to go there
0: yeah, but, also um yeah. I liked Jalen Rose said after the games, I, I said, love uh, this too <laughs> yeah that, that Kyrie's gone and his teammates are going to help him pack yeah <laughs> and, and I think that's 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 wildly accurate I think that a lot of the guys are like hey thanks for trying to lead us we really appreciate it have fun wherever the yeah. hell you're going to go but yeah, make yeah. Sure it's not here right and, and I think back to was it this summer this past summer that he was like if you guys will have me i'd love to be back here in boston yeah yeah it was in
1: october it was before I, right
0: before the season we, started we don't we don't want you anymore yeah. Yeah. we don't <laughs> we not want to have you you are no longer welcome
1: now see i i i here's my take, and i said this before i'm indifferent if he leaves whatever move on, go with the kids, build around J&J. If he stays, make the deal, get Davis, right? Um, my, My thing is if he stays, I don't think it'll be as bad because we didn't have these problems last year when he wasn't in a contract year. All this negativity and all this shit came up this year when he kept getting asked about where he's going, what's he doing, blah, 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 whatever. Um, And that's that's not on the reporters. I mean, those are the questions they have to ask. And when you give these foggy answers, that's why we got to the situation that we were in. But I do feel like if we got into a four-year contract, I don't think we have to deal with this shit all the time. But the one thing I really, the one reason... Why I really don't want him to leave or at least not leave for New York is because I've been hearing all year about how he's going to end up on the Knicks and these ridiculous Knicks fans every year think and they say every player is going to come there and it never happens and I need it to not happen again because I, I don't think I can handle the outcry from Twitter On Knicks fans and how we told you so about him and Durant if they do end up going there. Like, I really don't think I can handle it. I may not watch basketball next year because (laughs) I seriously every year it's the same shit. They don't get the guys. So the year that they finally do, of course, it'll be at our expense.
0: right? The the only reason I I think because I was looking at some numbers today and if he does leave, we're not like suddenly in a good situation to sign some big guy like we yeah, no he, right <laughs> he leaves. we still only have like 12 million dollars in yeah. the cap space like best case scenario right like there's not like a max deal to be had with the roster that we have we have a lot of money locked up and so you know Kyrie is unfortunately maybe our best chance to a title in the next couple years and it just it, it, it counts on him resigning and also letting us get somebody else via trade or whatever else the move is so it's not like I want him to leave a ton because, you know, that, that means – Right. It,
1: it does actually put leave. us in a terrible situation. Yeah,
0: it, it's, <laughs> I, just don't, I don't like it, man. I don't know how I, know, I feel. I know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know I know.
1: Well, uh, all we got to do is this is what we got to do. I, I said this, I mean, earlier this year. You know, if it doesn't work out and Kyrie leaves, then we just, you know, we resign. um Thomas for the veterans minimum or whatever mid level yeah. exception, and we just pretend the last two years never happened. And, 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 and hopefully, hopefully Isaiah uh, is uh, back to normal next year. You know, and of then yeah, the yeah, king be, of the fourth. Sure. And uh, what a story that would be, though, right? Would that not be all right? Listen, if forget about what is going to happen, would that not be the greatest story like ever? Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. If how awesome would that be? He comes back. The kids are still here. He never got to play with Hayward. Hayward's 100%. And, and, you know, we get the king in the fourth, Isaiah, back, where he's just a complete monster, MVP candidate, and he actually gets his Brinks truck next year. What what a
0: story. that would well, be. You're telling me we we're going to sign him to a one-year deal and then we're going to sign him to the Brinks yeah. truck? Yes. Right after that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to sign a multi years right up right out the gate, I'll, but he's going to want to sign a one year deal, is what I'm saying.
0: No, let's give gonna, he- let's give him the four. Let's give him the max somehow. I don't know. Right off the powers. rip.
1: Just yeah. no. He's going to earn it though. He's going to win us a title next year. <laughs> we can't just be throwing this shit out there, right? It would be the greatest <laughs> story ever. It would be the it would be the coolest sports story of all. Yeah. At least no,
0: Ainge literally drives a Brinks truck to his house. Yeah. And like how how <laughs> like, awesome. with Like a boombox on his shoulder. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we will do a <laughs> podcast from his lawn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love it. I love Isaiah. I've talked about Isaiah nah. how much I loved Isaiah. I would love to be able to break out <laughs> that jersey again, maybe on yep. Thursday whenever we play next. I'm going to wear that yeah. jersey. I bust don't know. it out, bust it out. I may. I'm going. I'm like, going KG
1: on Wednesday. Since we started back talking about it. this,
0: I now <laughs> feel like Kyrie is going to put up 45, but only to bring his value back up. Yeah, he's like, well, look,
1: I'm at a, I'm at an all time low here. I mean, this yeah. is probably the worst stretch of basketball he's played in years, right? When does he had um, three shitty games like that in a row? Never mind in the playoffs. Um,
0: I, you're, I mean, you're probably right, yeah.
1: I, I, and that's without any, um, you know, any research. That's just that off mean, the top of that my head.
0: Due for three, like that means he's due for fifty due for spot, like 60 right? each. He's yeah, go like Michael Jordan style and just go absolutely off.
1: I mean, it, he's due. If you're listening, Kyrie, you are overdue for that. So yes, that would be nice.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so all that aside, now that we've kind of hit all that, uh, <laughs> uh, other series that are going on, most of the series I think are tied at two, right? Like, everybody- yeah. So the Rockets
1: and, uh, the Rockets and, um, Warriors got knotted up last night. I, I thought for sure the Warriors going to run away with that after those first two games. I was actually pretty shocked that, um, but you know, that's home floor. We'll do that for you.
0: Yeah, true. Yep, they both have taken the two home games, right? Yep. Uh the Sixers Raptors series chance to break the the tie tonight. Uh they're tied at 2 and Kawhi is the only reason the Raptors didn't yeah. get swept. This
1: guy, man. I I mean, like even if he does drag them to the finals, isn't he going to leave anyways for what they made him do, right? Like I mean like it's it's unbelievable. He's, he's scoring like 38
0: points a game, right? Yeah, I mean, he Yeah, he's put up 43 average of the last two games right <laughs> and like double doubles not even like he's just scoring like he's like finding ways to really get around so yeah yeah no it's um it's it's been fun to watch Kawhi just go off he's the only thing that's keeping that team in it and yeah
1: that series has been fun to watch I mean I, I've watched at least two two of those games and both of them were great I watched yeah. the Jimmy Butler game um and then the last uh the last game with Kawhi
0: yeah, see, that series stresses me out because I think I've I've talked about the bet that I have, which is $100 that either the Sixers or the Celtics, whoever loses first in the playoffs has to give the other friend $100. And uh, I'm really hoping that somehow the Raptors win the next two and then the Celtics <laughs> win one. And I can argue like, well, you know what? We both lost in game six. Sucks to be hey, you. Up. You yep. don't get my money. Yep. But yeah, it's not Vince. looking good for me. So not looking <laughs> it's not not looking good for me. I was really hoping that the Raptors were just gonna come out and sweep <clears> and I'd be like, Yeah, even if we lose the series, I still make money. Yep. Uh not the case. Um Denver Portland is a lot of fun. Yes. That and like, I like I love
1: watching both of these two teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the like was it quadruple overtime? Did it go quadruple overtime? Uh, it was at least three, wasn't it? It might have been quadruple, four. Quadruple because I was thinking I was like, if they go to five, yeah, four overtime. I don't know yep. what you yep. call that, like quadruple. What's five? Sep. <clears throat> I don't even know what a five, five time overtime is. Uh, cinco. <laughs> cinco. Cinco. de five. overtime. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, anyway. In, in, <laughs> yeah, cheers I, to I, that. Like that happened. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's been a fun series, and uh, Jokic has been just dominating, playing a little dirty. But dominating, Lillard is doing typical Lillard things. Rodney Hood with the hero shot, which is fun. Yeah, you know, there's there's lots of reasons to like that series.
1: Yeah, it's fun. They're, they're two fun teams to watch in general, so it's it's fun to see them play each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I do you have any predictions for either of those any of those three?
1: All right, so four, I, you want to think, throw the I think I think uh, the Warriors end up winning their series. Ooh. Um, uh, I think. The Toronto-Philly one's kind of tough for me. Uh, I, I originally thought that Toronto was going to... I, I guess the rest of those guys are more likely to play better than not, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I give the edge to Toronto there. Um, because well, Kawhi is playing out of his fucking mind, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if those other guys just at least pick up some of the slack... You know, Lowry has a big game here. Um, you know, that's... Uh, I, I feel like there's... More, whereas Philly's been playing well... Like, in general, um, I think there's a lot more um, room for improvement on the Toronto side. Even yeah, though whereas, tied like,
0: Billy is, is playing, everybody yeah, has to Kind run. of playing their
1: game, and everybody chips in here and there. You know what I mean? Like, whereas, like, he's been dragging that team. So, if he gets any kind of effort and help from his teammates, I think they can win that series. Yeah. Um, and then the Denver-Portland, I have no idea. Um, I mean, Port, uh, Denver has home court, right? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I, I still... I don't know if I could pick them.
0: I like Portland. I do. I like uh, Portland. Yeah, no, I, I, I do too. And I, I think Lillard,
1: I think Lillard's the best player on the floor, right? Yeah. Um, J- Jokic's great, but different kind of game, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that... I do think that Jokic is going to legit be an MVP candidate in the next three years. Yeah, absolutely. Like sometime in the next five years. Well, the way sure.
1: he fills up yeah. the stat sheet, too, it's like it really pops when you see someone doing all those things, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, he'd be, he'd he's be like he's like he's like a better version of al horford mm-hmm. like in terms of doing everything
0: yep well with that we'll kind of wrap up we'll f- we're first going to give a quick shout out to uh to marcus smart for his his help with the kevin o'connor family yeah um, that was really after, cool after kevin o'connor had announced his dad with a really terrific article um his dad has cancer and he wrote a phenomenal phenomenal article on the ringer um which was just it was fantastic. of just kind of comparing his family to to basketball and all that stuff and then how that's how that's affected his career and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Smart felt followed up with uh giving him a signed jersey his dad and like having him come down onto the court and do all that stuff and that was really really cool. Um and if anybody knows it's, it's Marcus Smart how cancer can affect the family and so that was that was really a cool Definitely. thing he did. Um and and just it, it shows why I think Boston loves him so much, Marcus. Of just like what what he does for for you know the people that are with him and his, and his fans and the writers and just mm-hmm. yeah
1: well and based on the the uh, the response from around the NBA it seems like a lot of people realize that he's actually a good guy and maybe they just hate him because he's an antagonist against their basketball team yeah <laughs> you know
0: yeah so yeah no I think uh, I think that's cool um, with that you know you can see all that stuff on our on our blog at CelticsLife.com, uh, where we also have a ton of other stuff that you can check out up on our tabs on the top uh you can get tickets the next game if we come back to boston <laughs> so root for a game six i guess and also root for me to make my money or yes. don't have to pay my money
1: we're, and, we're all uh, on the edge of our seats for that
0: <laughs> thanks thanks mark really appreciate yeah. that yeah. you can always find our pod on wooshka itunes google play stitcher spotify himalaya that's new and uh most of our podcast wraps and uh we'd always appreciate it if you subscribe so you don't miss any of our glorious episodes we're about to get into off-season pods which mark and i like to have fun on so that gets to be a good time uh if you like what you hear we appreciate good ratings and especially if you like our fun off-season pods they probably deserve good ratings i I, I mean yeah i would say so the drunk history one is coming up it's good it's off-season we gotta do it we gotta do it (laughs) it's gonna happen uh, and if you don't like something, a suggestion, let us know with a comment on any of our selfless life articles or on Twitter with our hashtag CLPod, because we just want to bring you guys the content that you want. All right, man, it's been fun. Happy, uh, happy off season.
1: Yeah, I'm, happy I'm, I'm uh, declaring it. It's dead. It's been declared. It's, it. it's, it's over. over. It's been fun, guys. It's been real.
0: It's been a fun season. Well, it hasn't. Yeah. The offseason season. might even be more exciting. This season. You know? Yeah. A really good time, so. right. Thanks for listening, as always. And uh, we'll catch you in the off season, probably. Yes, Have a sir. You. Later, guys.